Well, rugby now, and it's still early days in the Super Rugby Pacific season, of course, but the Crusaders are wounded champions after losing two in the opening three rounds, and that's a dangerous sign heading into a rematch of last year's grand final where they'll take on the Blues at Eden Park this Saturday, and we all know what happened in that final. And while the Fijian Drua's success in Lotoka is great for the game, a lot of people will say, how will the mighty Red and Blacks look to respond? Well, I'm pleased to say that the Crusaders' back coach, James Marshall, joins us this morning Good morning, James. Morning, Smitty. 2-1 record. 1-2, and two, actually. Fair to say you haven't hit your rhythm yet. Is that fair? Oh, definitely not with um, that record. Doesn't doesn't sound too good when you say it like that. But um, obviously the first game against the Chiefs was an um, incredibly intense game. I think they are the form team of the competition at the moment. And then obviously last weekend's loss to the Brewer was um, a tough one to swallow. Um, incredibly tough place to play. Um, sitting on the sideline, just watching that game and um, the atmosphere, the heat, um, everything involved with it was just um, a pretty unique experience for a lot of those guys. And we, it's fair to say we didn't really handle it the way we had planned. But um, pretty special occasion to see the fans and um, see what it meant to the Fijians. Geez, they love their football and... Um, Awesome occasion for them, but no good for us. Where did you misread it, do you think? Did, did, did you misread it with your selection, or what about the gas tank? Did you run out of gas? Um, I don't think so, because it was a pretty slow game in the end. Uh, that was something we spoke about, we were pretty conscious of. We just didn't really execute our kicking game, which we had planned. I felt like that was the area we could have beaten them. Um, obviously, we had a lot of success at mall time, but we just got caught up probably trying to overplay a bit too much and although it felt because it was sunny day it felt like it was a good day to play it was incredibly slippery with the um, sweat from everyone so we were just dropping so much pill and we couldn't really get any phases going I think we only got to five phases plus four times in the game which is probably one of the lowest a Crusader team's ever got to so I think that was the crux of it in the end Um, but the Fijians physical side they were flying into the contact really put us under a lot of pressure so um, tough place to play um, good warning for any other team heading back over there at some time this year they're, they're a good side Right let's look at um, uh, the toll the injury toll which is quite extensive for this stage of the season I mean you run the risk of that as you say it's such a physical game but uh, you've lost uh, quite a lot of quality early on in the piece uh, so it looks like what Fletcher Newell and Mitch Dun- Mitchell Dunshay have done for quite some time. Better news on Cullen Grace? Yeah, those two are gone for the season, which is a, a massive loss early. Um, Cullen Grace, I think we're hoping to get him back sometime after the bye, which is in maybe three or four weeks. Um, he'll be a massive boost because when he did his um, shoulder, it looked like he had done the same thing he had done previously, which would have put him out for the season as well. Obviously, Davey got injured in the first uh, few minutes over there in Fiji, which was a massive loss. Um, And that didn't look too promising initially, but I think we've had some pretty hopeful news since there. So hoping to be around the six-week mark, which wouldn't rule him out for the season, which is a relief because he's obviously an incredibly important player for us, drives a lot of um, our attack and, and our D, to be fair. So, And while we've had some bad news, we've also had some... Me good news as well there. 
Jack Goodhue. Uh, Jack just can't buy. He can't buy a run of uh, form. He can't buy a run without injury. What's his situation? Yeah, he's similar. So he'll be back sometime after the buy, I believe. So, um, yeah, man, he's he's had a terrible run of injuries. It's been pretty tough for him. But um, he's obviously got a pretty niggly knee, which he has to manage. But, um, yeah, I think once he comes back and starts getting some games under his belt, I'm looking forward to seeing him hit some of that form that we all know he can play. Um, the other um, one of uh, of interest to me, it's not so much a, an injury situation, is how you've been looking to use David Afili up until now. You've sort of switched his roles. Uh, uh, are you still open-minded about that, or you pretty much settled that uh, 12 is where he'll be when he's fully fit? Yeah, he'll be 12. He, he wants to be 12, Um we trialled him at fullback that first week, um, obviously with Will Jordan out for not sure how long, but um, we just tried to fill a gap there for that week. But um, we we know how important Davey is to be outside Richie and be really close to him, giving him the communication that he does. So um, he wants to play 12. He, he let us know that pretty clear. So um, he'll be playing 12 when he's back. So you fit All Blacks. I mean, um, the ones that you have to shuffle as well because of their All Black commitments, their stand-down matches every now and then. What's the situation with them now? Do you get a good run with them to try and get some momentum? Oh, mate, that's one thing I've learnt uh, this year is how hard that whole juggling process is, especially when you have the amount of All Blacks that we have that you have to juggle and they can't play five games in a row, so... You really have to work out what games you think you can get away with playing not all of them on the park at once, which when you look through the competition, there's not really any games like that. Obviously, we rested uh, four or five in the weekend and that backfired, but um, there's just no other games that you can really give these guys a rest, obviously. Um, They didn't have to travel to Fiji, so that was a big part of it as well. They got that whole week off, so... um, yeah, it is a, it's a real juggling act and one I'm not too sure the best way to do it because, yeah, like I said, there's no games where you're comfortably going to say that you could get away with a win without playing your all back. Right. Uh, this week, of course, it does not get uh, too much tougher than to have to go back to Eden Park. You know how to win up there. You won the grand final up there against a few odds. But to be fair, I think uh, this is a match-up um, that you, uh, you have to win, but... Uh, it's a pretty damn tough one. What are you working on after the last three weeks as, as a guide towards this one? Oh, everyone's pretty excited to get back up there. Um, like you said, it's a massive match-up. And, um, yeah, everyone's pretty keen to put that last performance, um, sweep that under the rug and um, get up there and hopefully put on a good performance this weekend. But I guess the one thing that we're really working on is the Blues feed off counter-attack and um, turnovers, so a lot of their tries are coming from that. They've got an incredibly dangerous back line, um, some loose forwards who can really play. Um, so they're super dangerous there, and that's where the Fiji and Drua team killed us as well. So um, that's a real good learning for us from the weekend that hopefully we can fix before this weekend and make sure we don't give the Blues any easy opportunities off counter-attack or um, turnover. Uh 
Bowden Barrett v Richie Mwanga. I guess it'll depend on pack dominance, etc. Which one will uh, have more control in the match? But um, that's mouth-watering. Um, Richie, after a game off, must be looking forward to this one. Yeah, mate. He he looked incredibly sharp yesterday at training. It was good to have him back out there in the ten jersey. Um, he he's a massive influence on this team. He really drives it. Um, it's one thing I've noticed coming down is how influential he is to this side. He's He's crucial, but I obviously played a lot of my career with Bowden Barrett as well, so I know he's he's a similar player. Like He really drives everything off the field. Um, they're both world-class players, and like you say, it's going to depend a little bit on what happens up front, but um, definitely a matchup I'll be looking forward to watching, two world-class 10s going at it. What are your options at 15 now, then? I thought Fergus Burke did a really good job for us at against the Highlanders, um, playing there. His combination with Richie went went pretty well and obviously he moved to 10 last week and I thought he was one of our better backs in the weekend. So um, I'd imagine he'll be the one who'll slip in there at 15 and um, I'm confident he'll do a good job. In terms of uh, the coaching setup here, I mean, there's not been a more talked about coach than... Um Razor Robertson, uh, for, for various reasons, as we all, all know, not just applying to the Crusaders as such. But you've also got Dan Perrin in the, this year, so it's quite a new look thing. How's how's it coming together, you feel? Uh, it's really hard to know, hard to compare to what it has been previously. Obviously, it's my first year in here. Uh, like you say, Dan Perrin's first year in here. But, um, yeah, results haven't gone to plan. Um, but I feel like, from a coaching side of coaching point of view we've we've done we've done our best and um, I feel like we're giving some pretty good um, game plans and I feel like we're on top of it but we just need to start getting some of these results um, to take a little bit of this pressure off James um, you, as you say you played with Bowden so you're not let uh far removed from play, playing the game but in the time that you've left to the point now where you've got a very responsible coaching job with the, the Crusaders what has changed in back play in terms of the structure of the game the most you feel I, I, I think a massive part of the game these days is the balance of the kicking game and the understanding on how much you play versus how much you kick and it's obviously something that probably annoys a lot of um, pundits who watch how much teams are kicking but just the way the def- teams defend, it's you just have to be able to play down at the right areas and um, put the ball at the right end of the field before you can start really um, ramping up the phases. So I think that kicking game balance, I don't think too many teams who have won the kicking game have lost the game. So um, massive importance on that these days. And when you get it right, you're generally winning the game. Have you adjusted to um, the new rule, slight rule adjustments this year, as well as perhaps you might have? I mean, the uh, the pace of the game, etc. That's what they're trying to do. The ball and play more often. Has that has that been a factor that you've you've talked about? Yeah, we did at the start, but we haven't really noticed it. The first week, um, obviously, the ball and play numbers against the Chiefs were up massively, um, but the last two games it hasn't been. It's probably been lower than average. Um, it, compared to last year so um, there hasn't been really any consistency in that data yet but um, it's definitely something we're aware of and um, I guess teams are just trying to find other ways to slow it down with um, injuries or whatever but 
um, yeah, haven't really noticed it yet. Aside from the Bowden Barrett Richie Mwanga uh, matchup this weekend, what are those clashes you're really uh, looking forward to in, in the backs in particular? Uh, I think the battle at nine will will be a big um, will be a big one. Um, Finlay Christie, he, he he's an incredibly good player. Um, I love the way he plays. He's tough. He, he gets stuck into everything, and um, he'll have a good match up with. I'm not sure if our team's been named yet, but whoever our nine is, <laughs> they're going to have a good match-up. Uh, we just got a text in from Ben to say, can you ask uh, Jimmy if Quinton Strange is fit to play? Is what's, what's with Quinton at the moment? No, nah, Quinton Strange is still out, so um, he's looking to be back around that bye period as well. So I think that's like three or four weeks he'll be back, so... Mate, our injury, the the line on our injury page when we when we put up our teams for trainings, um, pretty significant. I think it's one third of our uh, squad is out injured at the moment. So um, it's it's a huge toll. It's a brutal game, but um, obviously grateful to have the depth that we have um, to still be able to put out such such a good team this weekend. I mean, uh, for the Crusaders to perhaps lose um, three out of the first four is almost unthinkable um, in previous years anyway, uh, Jimmy. So where's Razor at with all this, with all this level of success he's had? How's, how's he thinking? What's he saying? Mate, oh, one thing that's been super impressive from him is just how calm he's been. And, um, like, I feel like a lot of teams... After that game in the weekend, we would have probably tried to ramp up training. Um, what Razor did was gave guys Monday off. Um, he felt like that's what the boys needed. Tuesday was light yesterday. Um, I just feel like he, he reads the reads the group really well and definitely hasn't panicked at all. Haven't even um, There's been no signs of any sort of panic or... Um, yeah, I just I just love the way he's been so controlled in this situation, and you wouldn't if you came into the environment, you wouldn't think that we're one from two. Okay, so um, what's the program for the rest of the week for with the squad? So the boys have a day off today, then big training tomorrow. We will have a bit of a hit out fifteen on fifteen, and um, try and replicate the intensity of what we're going to get on Saturday, I guess for a shorter period and then we travel up to Auckland and um, get ready for the game I guess Okay James uh, hey, always good catching up with you mate um, how are you enjoying um, by the way how are you enjoying Christchurch as opposed to Sonny Nelson Mate oh, it's obviously um, not quite as sunny but um, one thing it has um, exceeded my expectations obviously you're here uh, mixed reviews from people about Christchurch, but um, I've been pretty impressed by the city. To be fair, it's, um, it's coming along nicely post the earthquake. It, a lot of new things, lots of activities to do. Um, my kids are loving it. Lots of new playgrounds and um, things to explore. So um, the family's all settled down here, and they're really enjoying it so far. How long do you? Here's a question for you. How long do you reckon you'll have to be involved with the Crusaders? to lead the team on to the new stadium? In other words, what's the progress? I think um, 2026 is the year that stadium's expected to be finished, um, and it's on track. 
by all accounts. So, um, what's that? Three more years. Uh, there'll be a cool occasion, though. It looks looks a magnificent stadium. Even the even the foundations look good. It's a it's in an unreal spot, and um, once that's up, um, see, that's going to be a game changer for Christchurch. Sure, well, look forward to it. Look forward to this weekend as well uh, at Eden Park. Blues against the Crusaders. Uh, James Marsh, always uh, great to chat to you. Uh, all the best, Dave, with your preparations, and uh, let's hope it goes a bit better. Cheers, Smithy. Appreciate it, and good to good to hear you back on the airways for a few more few more years. Congrats, mate. <laughs> oh, James, thank you very much, James. Appreciate it. Uh, have a terrific day off.